Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3, hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Hey, my beautiful boss babes. Welcome to today's episode on Boss Babies and Bottles, formerly known as, or always known as, (laughs) B3. Today's episode, I also have a featured guest. My wonderful husband, David, is here with me again. Again? Again. You were here with me for the birth story. I was. That's because I'm... I'm enhancing all of these podcasts. He so says that he's and he enhances my life. Yes. Do you enhance the podcast? I don't know. We'll let the viewers or the listeners decide on that one. I'm sure it's a yes. Okay. Well, either way, <laughs> today we're talking about the hardest, I think, eight days of our life, <laughs> which were the eight days that our son was in the NICU uh, after the birth. And... He went straight from the delivery room straight into the NICU. And we had prepped for this, I think, mentally, you know, especially having twins. We knew that this was a possibility. But because the pregnancy had gone so well and from the ultrasounds, their weight had been so, so good. We actually didn't think that it was going to happen, even though we knew our system or what we were going to do had had it come to that. And so when the time came, Alejandro was born and... Would they weighed him, and you were telling me something about that. Oh yeah, so in a nutshell, they, they weighed um, Ariella, our daughter, and she came in around what we thought she was going to weigh, and he came in like over a pound and a half under, at just over four pounds, four point one pounds. So the first thing I, I did, I told the nurse, I said, "Your scale must be broken," and then of course they they laughed about it in the middle of the OR, and then they brought him next to his sister and put him on her scale, and and he weighed the same four point one. And once they put him next to her, I could see a huge difference. I mean, he was like a little mm-hmm. micro-machine baby compared to her. Yeah. We have this really gorgeous photo of the two of them when the nurses put the two babies together. And it's, you know, and, and again, you can totally tell the size difference between Ariela and Alejandro. And Ariela's holding on to his little chin. She has her little yeah. hand under his chin, just holding him up because he was so much smaller than her. And it's really, it's a beautiful picture and it's also a very sad picture because these were, again, some really, really hard days for us for sure. And so David, right away, he looked at me, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the NICU. And I'm like, yep, you go to the NICU. Like we had talked about it, that David would follow the kids no matter what and he would leave me there. <laughs> and I'm sure that the nurses would take care of me. And that's that's what we did. Yeah. Um, three nurses basically took Alejandro and rolled him to a different floor and all that stuff. And of course, I went with them. Took him to, to the NICU. I mean, I'm, of course, asking questions along the way, you know, concerned. I, although you know it's going to happen. It's one of these things where even though you, you think it could happen or you know it may happen or there's a high likelihood of it happening, um, when it does, you're, you're still, you know, very scared and, and worried because this is your son or daughter. So, um, but thankfully, they were amazing. Um, they rolled them up and then you just see them go to work, which is kind of incredible, to, uh, to be honest. You know, you have multiple nurses on him. One is is unfortunately pricking him and taking his blood. Another one is is putting, you know, tubes around him. And then eventually they close, I forget, the, I guess the top of, of the... Um, the incubator. The yeah. incubator. And so it was just... And so you have to, you know, play around with him by, by sticking your hand through a little hole in there. It was just... It was intense. Yeah. I and mean, all that happened very, very quickly. Yeah, we weren't able to hold him. We held him in the OR. We took our little picture mm-hmm. and and then he was gone. And that was, that was really hard. 
Um, so, as we said, this was going to be a hard podcast, I mm-hmm. think, uh, to record. Uh, and so, you know, while this is all happening, I think I had mentioned, you know, our babies had fused, their placentas had fused. Um, and as I'm laying there in the in the OR, OR, the nurse is asking the doctor for the second placenta, and then they, that's where they realized that it was a fused placenta, and, and that's what had caused Alejandro to be so much lower in weight. And so I went into recovery with Ariela, and I was in and out of it from the drugs of the C-section. And I remember telling myself that, like, feeling like David had been gone for a long time and just kind of waiting for him to come back to hear about Alejandro because the nurse that was with me, she had no idea because she was just with me and Ariela. We had no idea what was happening with Alejandro, which is very scary um, in that time while I'm just kind of sitting there. And so when he finally got back you know, he's telling me, you know, the whole story about him being up there and how our room luckily was going to be right next to the entrance of the NICU. So it was going to be hopefully easy for us to get there. And so right away they put me to pump um, colostrum, which is the, you know, the, the breast milk that comes out right at the beginning. It's very thick and gooey, but it's full and, and packed in with so many nutrients and antibodies. Um, and your body makes that completely on purpose for the first like two days of life for these kids and no matter how much how little of it you get it doesn't even matter like you need to make sure you get every single drop over to them and that's what we tried to do I tried to give um, to the both of them as much as I could sending you know as much as we could to Alejandro in the NICU through bottles because he was too little to latch him plus he was in the incubator so I couldn't actually get to him to put him on Uh, my chest like I would have liked and so that obviously caused us to not be able to do skin to skin with him as we had wanted either on the first first few days yeah Yeah, for first day to two days I don't know what it was to be honest the first 24 hours were really like a blur I remember when the nurse came in I think it was Elsa wasn't it and I had Mm -hmm. our, our nurses by the way were absolutely amazing yeah they're fantastic you know, she came in and I looked at her and I was like, I really want to go see my son. And she goes, I know, I know. And I said, can you please unhook me? Can you get the catheter off? Can I, can I please walk? And she's like, you just got out of surgery. And I was like, I know, but I feel fine. Like I'm okay. God knows if I really was okay. I really don't think I was, but she took everything off and I went, I did not get a wheelchair. I walked. I walked probably hours after my surgery. And again, it was, thankfully it wasn't too far, but I walked over to go see him and then you know, it was really hard because because of COVID-19, we didn't have anybody in the hospital with us. So it was ba- it was just me and David the whole entire time. So as one of us would go to the NICU, the other one would stay with Ariela in the room. It was just a really tough time going back and forth as much as we could all day. Day and night, we went back and forth. Like there was no... Yeah, you're in, and while you're there, you're just hoping for small victories. So like, you know, they tell you all again, I mean, there, there's so much that you can research and, and understand prior to getting into a situation, but there's nothing like being in it while you're there. And so when they finally took the top off the incubator, thinking that he was able to keep his own, his own, regulate his own temperature, that was like a huge win for us. Mm-hmm. Um, when he started, you know, eating a little bit, that was a huge win because initially they were, they were giving him IV 
for for the first you know 24 hours or so just to make sure that he didn't miss a beat and i asked the nurse and they basically said we can't take that chance so we're treating him as if he needs everything and then we're going to see if there is anything wrong with him because usually babies that are that weight may or may not have something wrong so yeah. they're basically it's almost like you walk into a hospital and you say hey i don't feel well i don't know what's wrong and they say okay great well we're going to prick and poke you and and do 100 tests on you and we're going to try to figure out what's wrong and, and our poor baby was only four pounds and one ounce and by yeah. that point because they had him on ivs he wasn't even four pounds one ounce anymore. He had gone well, down they to lose three weight something. a little bit. Mm-hmm. They, all, all babies lose weight in the first like 48, 72 hours. So he had dropped to like three point nine something. So you're you know you see that and that's a little concerning. But but at the end of the day, like again, you, you're hoping for small victories. So the mm-hmm. the top of the incubator remained off. That was huge. Um, you know all his all his blood results came back. That was a big deal. Yeah. Um, every single time that he passed the sugar test, you know that was a big deal. He had to get it done every single time they take it. Of course, they have to prick him. Um, every so so every single time he passed that, that was important. And there were just all these other things that Ariela didn't have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, the whole time you're just hoping and praying for good news every single time. Yeah. And then thankfully he he did really really well I and mean, he passed everything. The only issue he had is that he just he wasn't eating as well as they would have liked. Yeah. And we're very lucky in that sense, you know, because that's that's really all he had. But having him in the incubator and having to talk to him and try to touch him through the incubator was extremely difficult. And like David said, once that came out, it was great. But he was tied. He had like three or four different lines coming out of him. And by the time we were able to carry him, it was so difficult to carry him because he had all of these wires and his poor little hand. And you can see in the newborn photos, his little hand with the bruise mm-hmm. on it still, even after, you know, he was home and he just, you know, he was such a little trooper. He, he was barely bothered by anything, you know, and the NICU nurses, we found out they had three babies. That's what each nurse has. And they rotate through the three. And Alejandro was always so good. He would always stay so quiet, just waiting for the nurses to come to him. You but, you know, know, like while, while you're in there, you realize that how blessed you are because that yeah. was the only issue that he had which was he was underweight and everything else was fine and he just had to gain weight and he had to eat more in order to gain weight of course and so they're giving him different things and all of that's scary when you're in the moment but then you look around and you see yeah. that you're really really lucky i mean there was another little baby you know bless her i hope she's okay now and she was winter in there grace. for about two months you yeah know? winter grace yeah. that was a little baby next to and us she was like she was born like at three pounds or something another baby which was was it three pounds? I feel like she was less than that. Maybe less. The thing is that they weigh them all through grams. Yeah. So like we're talking to you in pounds because we know that that's what makes the most sense to everyone. Yeah. But we learned all about the metric system yeah. in, the, in the hospital. Not only that, not learn about it, but we actually understood it. Like we understood like how much grams were, and we were able to figure that out. We figured out um, yeah. milliliters, that's and true. we still do. We, we speak in mLs in this house. We don't even speak in ounces, mm-hmm. and that's because you know. Of all these different things that we had to go through. And yeah, Winter Grace, she was so little and the mom did not live close by, I remember. And she would come and she would stay there for days at a time. They had these little rooms that they would rent out to you. And she that's where she would stay. And she would stay there with her little baby. And by the time we left, she finally got into an open crib. But she was in one of those heavy, high-end incubators for, yeah, even more, yeah. for like two months before she finally got into an open crib and was still not able to go home. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was going to be there for a little while, which is, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, and back to Alejandro, since he kind of refused to, to eat what he should, he just wasn't, he just wasn't taking it. He was like, look, I'm not going to eat. I don't feel like eating. You're not going to make meat. And that's the way it works. And that was, that's his personality. So... Um, because of that, they had to put a feeding tube, and that was, you know, when they say that to you, 
of course you freak out, right? Because you think the worst and you think of, you know, an elderly person on a feeding tube and, and all these other things. And that's the first thing. They made it seem like it wasn't a big deal. They just put a light, tiny little tube that's this, I mean, I can't, I can't even describe how tiny it is. And it goes through their nose. And Yeah, and just, it was thin. It was like as thin as, almost like a toothpick, except that yeah. it was, it, you know, that's I guess the best way we can correlate. Maybe it was, thinner than a toothpick. Yeah. yeah, it was this orange tube. And like when they told us feeding tube, I imagined exactly like David did, something that went down his throat. I was like, yeah. I don't want that for him. But we have no choice. But we had no choice. But then we found out that it wasn't that. It was just this, this very thin little tube that first they put it through his mouth. And then he pulled it out. Yeah. And then they ended up putting it through his nose so it wouldn't bother him as much, mm -hmm. which that did last a little bit longer. And, you know, he was eating. He wasn't even eating half of what Ariela was eating. No, he was eating yet. much less than that. Every time, you know, David and I, you know, we would alternate those feedings. And anytime he would come back or I would come back, the first thing we would want to tell each other is hopefully good news as to him eating, you know, a good amount and I yeah. mean, he barely even got to an ounce most of the times it was yeah barely yeah and so we he were, wouldn't eat with us we, i cried i so would yeah. cry so yeah so then that's they put they would put the difference through the feeding tube and so and that was the only thing that kept him in there so at one point you know doctor like if he doesn't if he doesn't gain weight he's not leaving and that's that and yeah. you guys have to leave <laughs> yeah we got discharged monday and he was not still not eating and the doctor was like and i remember even looking at the doctor and with tears in my eyes, and I was like, I know I can't take him home if, if he doesn't eat because he would not eat with us. And sometimes, you know, with the nurses he would eat, sometimes he wouldn't. And it was it was really it was really, really intense there for a little while. But the NICU nurses were just I amazing. mean, I can't I can't even begin to tell you how how amazing these nurses were. Yeah. Um, it's like if it was their child. I mean, they truly care for them, they treat them like they care for them, they act that way. To them, it's extremely important that this baby it leaves healthy and you could just tell it was genuine i you know it makes you realize that yeah you know that nurses have a very hard job and a very you know rewarding hopefully very hard job and all that stuff but when you see them doing it and especially in this situation i mean you have even more respect for them because mm -hmm. um you know treating a, another human that isn't yours albeit a baby but still like it's your own child is is an amazing thing yeah and and it's you don't you don't see that anymore yeah um, and every time they switched our nurse, I was always a little scared and hesitant. Yep. And there was absolutely no reason. Every single nurse that we had was absolutely yeah. amazing. You know, maybe some a little warmer towards us than others. Some were a little bit more rigid in their things. But they, none of them, not once did I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Did they feel mean? Nothing. And then there was this one nurse, mm -hmm. Wanda. <laughs> I'll never forget her. I really won't. She called herself the mean nurse. She wasn't, well, <laughs> I think the first interaction we had with her, she was actually our regular nurse. For, for us outside in yeah, the room with Ariela. Yeah, they from the NICU to... The well, they float. Yeah. She's more of a NICU nurse, but they float. And I think, you know, that day she was just on the outside with us. And she was really rough. And Ariela had absolutely no issues with her. And I remember coming her, her coming into the room and poking and prodding Ariela. And just, you know, teaching us all. You know, and, and again, these nurses are very good. Like, they're very good at teaching you. We had no family and friends, obviously, able to come into the hospital. So by it being only the two of us, we really didn't know much about having this little newborn how to i mean just the yeah. basics you only know a little bit you know how to burp them feed them like you can cover kind of those things but they teach you such better ways to do things and i feel like in the NICU we learned a lot about baby care because those nurses were so good at teaching us but wanda was our nurse on the outside and then she was our nurse <laughs> inside the NICU yeah. and she'll tell you she's very loud 
I don't know. She if calls herself mean nurse. Yeah, she, she calls herself mean nurse. We're not she, calling her mean nurse. She, she, <laughs> she, she grabs, you know, your child and she's like, mean she's nurse, very rough, here. And mean she nurse, me. mean nurse. Yeah. And she, you know, burps him pretty aggressively and she just, she doesn't take no for an answer. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah. And when and Alejandro then, wouldn't feed, she would get, she got him and she made him eat. And yeah. she taught us how to feed him correctly when he was, you know, too tired or whatever, because eating for these newborns was difficult. They yeah. told you it was like running a marathon. Like running, yeah, it's like running a marathon for a little newborn like that. Just simply nothing more than eating. Yeah. That's why it tires him out so much. So then you mean one time she had to take care of Ariela and, and take her sugar or, or something like that. And she said she was, she would take her to, I don't know, to, to the nurse station or whatnot. So I followed her because I was worried because I'm like, man, this lady's so mean. Like she's gonna, hurt, <laughs> she's gonna hurt my kid. She was rough, yeah. But that was our first interaction with her. After that, she was probably one of the nurses I appreciated trusted and the trusted most. the most. Because yeah. even though she wasn't as nice, maybe and maybe nice is not the right word, not but nice. maybe she was just very direct. She was very direct, a little bit dry, to the point. Yeah. No sugar coating and and things like that. Not as empathetic. But you ended up wanting her on your side because she knew. She, she really seemed like knew. the one that knew the most. And yeah. then, unfortunately, we saw where I would meet. I was in the NICU. And um, I saw another baby walk in. Yeah, yeah. We're going to say that story at the end because that's absolutely insane. Like she was but just, she was, she's just Mean amazing. Nurse was the one who took over and she's like. She knows what she was doing and, and she was just incredible. And, and she stands out to me as one of the best by far of, of the NICU nurses. We had so many incredible nurses though from from day, from the first day we walked in to, to mm. the last day for sure. And, you know, Alejandro from being in the NICU, which is a very dark room. They keep it dark on purpose. Yeah. Um, because of all the little sick kids in there, he ended up getting some jaundice. Um, but thankfully it wasn't too bad. No, yeah. He was only on a level two blanket mm -hmm. and there was even little kids. There was this little boy. Remember he was in the blue room. Yeah. Blue room. They yes. have this yeah. whole room that was just full of blue light, which is a very high level of jaundice. Yeah. Um, again, we're very lucky in the sense where we did not get He had that. it for 24 hours and it was off. Yeah. And you know, being in the NICU was, I know I've said it a few times, but it was really hard and Every time I'd come back into the room, I remember looking at David and just really wanting to cry because it was so, I didn't want to cry in front of him, in front of Alejandro, not that he knew what was happening, but maybe he could feel it. Didn't want to cry in front of the nurses, but the minute I came into our, back into our room, it was so hard to not let out that emotion because you have your child in your hands and you're trying to feed him and he just won't eat. And then they switched his formula just so that he could get two extra calories per serving. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. The Enfamil, which is what they originally had him on, was a 20 calorie per serving. They ended up switching him to a NeoShore from Similac, which is 22 calories per serving. It's just two calories, but how think. that made such a big difference yeah. for such a little baby. Two calories every single time. If only two calories made a difference <laughs> for us, right? And it was just, it was really just such a difficult time. And so they put that feeding tube, as we mentioned, through his nose the last time. And that second time, he pulled it out himself. Yeah. And I got there. I remember getting there. And, and once we were discharged from the hospital, it was really hard for David and I because we had to spend... One of us had to be home with Ariela and the other one had to go in. And luckily, because you have a baby in the NICU, you automatically go into the NICU again. Like you you have your little wristband. They don't ask you too many questions. You can go straight back into the hospital. You do have to do your COVID screening. Like they check your temperature and ask you all those crazy questions. We were able to go in and out. And so in the while we were in the hospital, we were doing all the feedings. We would alternate. We would do all eight feedings in the day. Once we were not in the hospital, we did four out of the eight feedings. So I would go in for two feedings at a time, so six hours, and David would go in for six hours. And then we were at home for the nighttime feeding. Sometimes we tried to do an additional one on the days that we could. 
it was pretty intense. And then when he finally took out that feeding tube, the doctor was like, we're not going to put it back in. And I was like, why? And I was, I was, yeah, you, I, you're I so got, scared. Yeah. You're like, no, put it back in because I, he needs his calories. I know. I wanted it to come home. And then he's like, no, he took it out. We're going to put it. And every day I remember waiting for that 6 p.m. Because since he was born at 6 p.m., they would weigh him every day at 6 p.m. And I remember us looking and just waiting to see how much he weighed every single day. And this is how we learned <laughs> that metric system with mm -hmm. the grams, how much he would gain every single day. And some days were, some days he would gain nothing. Yeah, nothing. And you're like, man, what's going on? He's eating more than he He's, ate yesterday. Why isn't he gaining weight? And then he would be burning it. And then we had to watch. He was only allowed to eat, I think it was for 30 minutes. After 30 minutes he hadn't eaten it, it was done. They put him on it. They put the feeding tube. They would put the rest, the rest of the food. Of the in. Yeah. At the beginning, they, that's it. He was done, period. Yeah. And then when they got the feeding tube in, we were able to put the food in through there. So it was really crazy. And once they didn't put the feeding tube back in, we were really scared. And then the following day, I remember coming in and the nurse was like, no, he's, he ate, I want to say it was an ounce, an ounce mm -hmm. and a half, you know, and I'm speaking to you guys again in ounces. They told us in, in mLs and milliliters, yep. but she's like, she, he ate that the whole night. And I was like, wow, he did. And then later that day, the, I think, the, or the next day, um, it was this like group meeting that they do with the parents, the doctor and all the NICU nurses that are in. They have speech pathologists there too to see if the reason why he's not eating it That's has to true. do with something with his mouth or whatever, mm -hmm. and all these other things. And it was yeah, it was a group meeting about every single baby like twice a week, and you're like, wow, this is intense. Yeah, they talk about every single baby, and the parent is allowed to talk to be there as they talk about the progress of your baby, and you can only be inside the NICU during your baby's time. If yeah, they're talking time, about yeah. another baby, then you had to step outside and wait for them to be done completely, which was like a two or three hour process to do all the babies. And there wasn't even that many babies there. There weren't. There were probably what, maybe 10 to 15 max? I think when we first got there, but by the time we were, by the time we were leaving, there were only like six, seven babies. And it could, it hold, like, really that and it could hold like 30. Yeah. And it was a pretty big NICU, which was crazy. The doctor in that meeting looked at me and he was like, he was like, well, mom, let me tell you, Alejandro is an independent man. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, yep, he took the feeding tube out and we're going to leave it out. And he's been eating all on his own. And that was really like the first ray of like hope that we had that he would be coming home. And lo and behold, I think it was two, maybe three days later, he was coming. Yeah, home. the doctor was ready to discharge him. Funny enough, right? We're so scared to have him in the NICU. It's been eight, almost, oh, he, he was there for eight days. So now it's about five days that he's been there in total, six days. Yeah. And they're telling us that he, they're going to discharge him on a certain day because he's doing better and so forth. And we're here panicking like, well, we don't want to bring him <laughs> home and bring him back to the ER because something goes wrong or we don't understand. Yeah. Or he's so tiny that even his cry was, was, was minimal compared to Ariela's, and so we're like, well, can they keep him there longer? Mm -hmm. We'll go there all day long. We'll sleep there if we have to, but can they keep him there longer? Because then he has more care, and thankfully, that wasn't the case. You know, doctors made the call. He needs to go home, and the doctors even told us, like, look, he's better off at home. There's something about being home. There's something about the, the, the environment, the love, the, love, mm -hmm. the family, the being held by mom, being held by dad, and all these things that you cannot put a price tag. It's even better than being in a NICU. NICU's here for medicine. Once medicine is done, then he needs that, like the, the, the tender, loving care of a parent. Yeah. And so he needs to go home. And, and you know what? That it, Everything the doctor said was absolutely spot on. Yeah. And we took him home barely fitting still into a preemie outfit. 
And now he barely fits into his newborn outfits and he's moving on to his zero to three. And it's crazy it's, to even think about it's, that. It's nuts because he still doesn't weigh as much of his sister as, as his sister. He's, he's, a, he's but longer he, than his but sister. But he's longer than his sister. So he's yeah. taller than her. He's longer than her. And he eats more than her. He does eat more than her. Every single day. <laughs> and it's like, she's like, look, I'm done. I don't want any more. I know. And that's that. Let me go sleep. She's our little sleepy head. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm going to stay up with you guys all night long. Yeah. And we're going to watch TV <laughs> together. We're going to hang out. We're going to be BFFs, and the whole time I want a bottle in my mouth, so I'm eating while I'm watching TV, even yeah. though we don't He's let not even though, to watch TV. Yeah, we don't let him, <laughs> We're we, joking we, about we that. Let, <laughs> we don't let him watch TV, but but he wants to be up, and, and mm. he doesn't want to go down. He does And not. it's crazy, because before, you're like, please open your eyes, open your eyes, wake up, yeah. you know, like, wake up for more than, than, than 15 minutes, you know, have the energy to stay up for 15 minutes, and now, Before you know, it's you. incredible, this little human, who's two months later, is, you're begging him, like, come on, man, like, I need go you to, to go to sleep, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, now we're begging for the opposite. He's using big bo big boy bottles now. Seriously. He eats like a champ, but he stays awake <laughs> more than he should through the night. And we're like, his sister's dead asleep, and we're with him trying to get him to sleep, and he just does not want to go down that boy. He's a trooper, though. He's super he's super calm. He's like a, he's like a pensive man. He just looks he into your soul. He, stay, he gazes into your eyes yeah. for like 10 seconds, and you're... you're you you're feel first... like you feel violated. You feel like he's really staring into your soul. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Um, but he is literally, he's our little independent man. You know, the doctor was spot on when he put that name on him because yeah. he stays more by himself. He's, he's calmer in that sense. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the only time that he cries and it's, it's from zero to, to a hundred in a matter of a second. Like if, you know, like if something was wrong with him, yeah. it's and only it's cause he's hungry when he's hungry. <laughs> so he'll give you like maybe five seconds if you're lucky. And then he just goes, he starts wailing. Yeah. And when you give him your face food, then he's happy. And yeah. he's like, all right, all right, I'm good. I can go back to being independent. Thank you for feeding me. Mm -hmm. Life's good. I'll see you later in three hours. Yeah. He's, he's super, you put the bottle in his mouth, the tear, like the cry stops immediately. And so, you know, all in all, we're super lucky. And, you know, we kind of wanted to end with this story about when we were being discharged because we were both there. David's mom had taken Ariela so that we could, you know, be there during his discharge and kind of get, make sure we had all the instructions and everything. And, while we were waiting for Alejandro to get discharged, all of a sudden, the NICU unit almost went kind of not, not into a lockdown. But yeah, it was like all the nurses all of a sudden did not care about anything else that was happening and were right away paying attention to this new baby that was coming in who weighed, I think it was under a thousand grams is what I put, which yeah. I believe is like two pounds or something like that, was born super early, this little baby. It's incredible to see all these nurses really work together and get this baby stabilized so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at David and saying to him, is this how Alejandro came into the NICU? And he told me, no, you know, ours was a little bit calmer. But this baby, I mean, when I saw, he went into the special room and I was able to, when I got up, peek into the room as I was walking by it. And the baby was so tiny, it was probably the size of my palm. I remember, and I remember the look on the dad's face because the dad, I think the, the, the mom had gone in, into like early labor, labor, early yeah. labor, and he was not there. He looked like he was at work. He came dressed, you know, yeah. all professional. And yep. And his face was like, I don't even think he was registering what was happening. Yeah. And it was just so crazy. And mean nurse and all the other nurses. All of them. Mean nurse took over. She was in charge. She's telling everybody to do, giving orders. Taking These, control. They, they and, get dressed so fast. They yeah. put on their their all the all the all the yep. stuff that they need to do, all their safety um, wear so quickly. 
And it was just, oh my God, it was just really crazy to see. I don't even think we're doing the story justice, to be honest. No. And Hopefully our baby's okay. We, don't, we obviously don't know, but we hoping and praying he's okay. But yeah, Alejandro did not have to go through that. It was much calmer. I was more concerned that they put the right name tag on his, on his little ankle that matches our wristbands. So we that, can get in. Well, so we make sure that that's the right baby. So, that, you know, <laughs> he has the same last name and things like that. And I made sure that I stared at his face so you know long enough that his 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 face would register in my brain in case they say hey this is your baby and it's the wrong baby like i'm worried about that stuff david's worried about those crazy kind of things and then <laughs> i'm not worried about that and then you see his baby come in like that and it was just it was so oh, scary so, so sad so so scary i'm telling you there was like five nurses one tiny baby and everyone just kind of you know knowing what they do like just seeing how smooth these nurses work together to getting this baby settled and stable, you know, is really what it was. So that was as we were getting discharged, which was crazy. And so all in all, I, I mean, we're lucky, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we know that. And our, our baby very grateful. is, yeah, our baby is great. And it was only eight days, but it was the longest eight days and the hardest eight days. And yep. eight days to us seemed like forever. It doesn't even really seem like a lot right now as we're talking about yeah. it. But those eight days were literally the Especially longest. when he stayed and she came home. Yeah, That's, those, I think those, the were, those were the hardest days for sure. Obviously, having to drive to the hospital, get in and out, it was just yeah. insane. We're calling the hospital at midnight mm -hmm. to see how he times. ate. Yeah. yeah, every feeding we would call to see how much he had eaten. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't wish the NICU upon anyone. Um, it's an amazing place. Miracles do happen, but it is probably the saddest uh, place and where I probably shed the most tears the whole time that we were in the hospital. Um, so yeah, that's our NICU story and our hardest mm -hmm. eight days. Thank you guys so much for listening as always and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.